I done mushrooms. There you go. There's a wee that's at number forty-two. Number forty-two. Let's kick it off with fucking the meaning of life. I done. I done mushrooms. Right. I didn't do a lot of mushrooms. I didn't do a lot. I've microdosed mushrooms before. I've done that, but. The reason I didn't do loads, I didn't go for over three and a half, which is the three and a half is the the dose, and then anything above three and a half up to five grams is known as the heroic dose, which was the phrase coined by Terence McKenna, right? The reason I didn't do a lot is because I have had some pretty fucking grim experiences with uh, psychedelics. Hold on, I'm going to change the light. I'm, I nearly set myself on fire there. Hold on, let me just change that. Ah, it's better. There you go. Um, it was a bit too harsh. That light, that light was a bit too harsh. It was making my make, making it look like you could see the veins through my skin. The I, I've had a couple of bad experiences. My first, see that right? So the re, <sighs> I feel like this is, every time I do these now, this is how it starts. It starts like this. This is the hardest thing. Billy Conley said that. It's the hardest thing is to get started. That's the hardest thing. Is to, because it's like, there's so many fucking things I want to say, and I don't know where to start, right? What I was going to do is, remember that thing I said about how, um, the three stories, three songs thing? Fuck that, right? I'm done. I, it's not that I'm fucking done that. I'm just going to tell this story. I'd been keeping this story. Right, I'd been keeping this story back because I was like, this will be a thing I'll tell in front of people, like in like a stand up thing and all that. But I'm not fucking. I'm, it's not that I'm not doing. It's not that I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just not. I'm just gonna tell you the fucking story because it makes sense. I have to tell you this. This is where the bad experiences came from, right? My first bad experience was when I was fifteen. Right? When I was fifteen years old, there's a lot of fucking things making noises in here. I think it's because it's so cold. It's just turned. It's it's went fucking really freezing today. Um, the fucking dip was hard. It was a hard fucking going thing today. By the way, getting in that barrel today was difficult. Um, because the fucking top of the thing had ice on it, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> fucking hell. So I just listened to Nick Cave. That was that. I just I, I can't remember the name of the song now, but I just put a Nick Cave song on yesterday. It was Lights in the Sky by Nine Inch Nails. That's what I'm doing now. I'm just picking a song and I'm just listening to that song in the in the in the barrel. I'm not doing the timing thing. I just look at how long the song is and I go right. I'll do that, and I just and I listen to the song and it's just me and the thing. That was it. And then because there's no birds out now, there's nothing to fucking look at. But then when I opened my eyes, Lucifer was looking through the fence at me like, "You fucking, what are you doing? You fucking weirdo." So what was that? What was I talking about? Right, my first bad experience with them was when I was blech, was when I was fifteen. Let me take a wee drink of this tea. And it wasn't like uh, technically speaking, it's not a psychedelic. It was it was solid. It was soap bar. It was soap bar as you would remember the oxo cubes that you used to smoke back in the day. And um, now this is going to get a bit Joe Rogan here. But what what I'm going to say to you is when you when you smoke cannabis, it, uh, it's a different chemical. The THC reacts differently when you eat it. It's your liver that breaks it down, and the chemical inside that is ten times stronger than THC. I didn't know that at the time. When I was 15. Didn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> All I remember doing was chipping in for a tenors bit with my pal. That's what I remember. And then going into school and him trying to cut this thing in half, right? Which was a fucking nightmare. I think he bit it. I think he actually bit through the fucking thing eventually. But try to break this tenors bit in half so we could get a bit each. So I technically had a fivers bit. And I went home. Uh, and I was going to go see a, a, a girlfriend of mine at the time when I was a wee guy, right? And I didn't want to smoke in the house 
because my mum would have caught me, I think, would have caught me. For years, my mum never knew that I'd smoked or I took drugs or anything like that. She never had a clue. She knew I drank um, because I would just fold in the door sometimes. Sometimes, I remember getting carted home one time from Greenock um, because they'd opened a student union uh, and it didn't stay open for long, believe it or not. And the first day we were there, I just, I drank, because so, it was a pound a drink, I think. It was a pound a drink, I think. And I fucking drank so much that I had to, they almost never let me on the bus. I was that fucking drunk and I would have been stuck in Greenock. So she knew I drank, right? That was years later. So I was 15 and I went up the road and I got a petty falou. Got a petty falou yogurt. And I burned a, <laughs> I burned a bit, about half. About half-ish into this thing. And I ate it. And I sat for five minutes. I was like, this is pish. Nothing's happening. Right. Now, if you haven't done edibles, it takes a while for it to come in. It takes about an hour. It takes about an hour for it to kind of kick in. So nothing happened. So I went, I'll go and see my girlfriend. I'll go see my girlfriend. So I went down the... I went to walk to, to her house. And I had a, Mc, a McBee bottle. I don't know if you know the juice, the flavoured watery juice thing with the squeezy cap. So I was I was a dab hand at turning I was a dab hand at turning them into pipes or bongs and stuff like that. So I the best way to do it was you would take the thing off, turn it upside down, it would fit perfectly in the hole, and you would still have all your kind of wee dents in there. So you just get a bit of tin foil, put it in there, poke it through with the the needle, and then you would get a. Uh, it worked better with a cigarette, but if you took you, you lit a cigarette, took a took a smoke obviously, and you poked it through the side, you would get a perfect cylindrical hole, and you could either suck the the the, the air through that, or sometimes I would get a a pen, an empty pen, and I would tape it to the front, and that would be it, and it would make a wee bong kind of thing. So I took, I think I took one, I think I took one on the way down to my girlfriend's house, and when I got there, I wasn't, I was I was I was high-ish. I kind of think. So I took the rest of that and I put it in ice cream. I took the rest of the, the, the fivers bit and I put it in ice cream. And I was probably obviously trying to act a bit fucking gallus as well. There was always a bit of me going, oh, look at me, hard as fuck, taking drugs and stuff. Like, it would have, there would have been a bit of that at the age of 15. Obviously, there would have fucking been a bit of that. Uh, and I think the, at that point, maybe the petty faloo had started to kind of kick in. Right, but everything was fine. Everything was absolutely fine. The world was beautiful. It was a wonderful place. It was a fantastic time to be alive. Right now, I was standing in her kitchen, okay, and her mum walked in, and her mum walked in, and she had about eight bags of shopping in each hand when she walked into the kitchen, right. And my exact words to her were, "Have you been shopping?" <laughs> and as soon as I said. Have you been shopping? The world started to melt. <laughs> the whole fucking thing just turned into a cartoon. It was fucking her. It came on like a fucking punch to the face and I just felt myself melting into the cupboards, right? And obviously the, the, the girl, the, my girlfriend at the time had noticed that there was something seriously fucking wrong with me because I'd went white. And she went, why don't you just go upstairs? And I was like, I'll just go upstairs. <laughs> Away I fucking went. Up the stairs. And she does big fucking massive mirror. This huge big fucking massive mirror in the room, right? And as soon as I walked in, I fucking seen myself. And it's just the fucking worst thing that can happen. 
That's the worst. That was probably the worst thing I could see was myself chalk white. And I started laughing. I just started hysterically laughing. But at the same time, not having anything to laugh at. And fucking, it just went bad. It just went fucking bad from that point on. And I had no frame of reference. And everyone that was running about me didn't know anything about what was going on. It wasn't as if the person I was with was uh, it was heavily into this stuff. It was just me being stupid and just fucking... I don't know what the fuck I was doing. But that was the problem. I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody told you this shit. There was nobody I could talk to. Now, do you know what I mean? Like, the stuff was incredibly easy to get. But the information about the stuff you were getting wasn't fucking there. It didn't exist. You couldn't get it. It wasn't as if there was a fucking pamphlet. The only thing you got was these... I had them on my wall... These uh, things you used to get where it was like cartoons people had drawn. It was like postcards. I remember the Magic Mushroom one. It was fucking brilliant. It was like this mushroom with mad eyes and stuff. And there was things about poppers and stuff. That was it. I never said anything like, listen, see if you're eating this stuff. Give it a fucking hour. Do you know what I mean? You can't eat less. You can't eat less. This is when I learned this lesson. You can't eat less. Right? That's it. You can always eat more. <laughs> you can't fucking eat less of this stuff. So I was freaking the fuck out, right? And when she came up the stairs, I went into the toilet. And when I went into the toilet, my I started breathing. And when I was when I, I was having a panic attack, I was having a panic attack, right? Because this was at the time when I was in the middle of this fucking panicky stuff that was happening to me all the time. Um, it was happening before this, right? And I just started trying to take in breaths. I was going, <gasps> and it wasn't staying inside me and whenever I shut my eyes I was getting visuals and the visual I was getting when I shut my eyes was there was a spider had crawled up (laughs) a spider had crawled up my chest right and wrapped itself round my heart and I had eight perfect holes in my chest and every time I took a breath they would already be going out the holes and that's what was happening It it was fucking bad it was scary it was scary it was the first time I think I ever heard myself go, you've only got one life and you've ruined yours. <laughs> that was the fucking, you only get one life and you've ruined yours. That was the first thing I thought, right? So obviously my girlfriend had, had seen that there was something wrong and she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I can't be here. I need to be outside. I can't be here anymore. I need to go home. And she's like, right, I, I'll, I'll, I'll walk you home, but I need to go to my granddad's. Before we go home, I need to go and drop something in. I was like, right, okay. So we left our house, walked around to her granddad's, and she's like, do you want to come inside? I was like, no. No, I'm going to stand here. And she was like, right, okay. Now, I have no idea how long she was in there. No idea. Not a fucking scooby how long I was stand- I, she was in that house. But all I remember was I was walking up and down the street. Just walking all the way to the top of the street, walking all the way to the back, back down the street. All the way up. All the way down. That's all I was doing. Was just focused and walking one direction and walking back. After some amount of fucking time, because time loses all meaning. That was that was the thing. That was the thing I learned. Was time is fucking meaningless. It means nothing. It's it, and 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 I, it could have been five minutes. It could have been an hour. I couldn't tell you. All I was doing was walking up and down. And when she came out, she went, what is it you're doing? I was like, I'm just walking. And she said, No, you're not. And I was standing in the middle of the street, just staring at the sky. <laughs> up until she said to me I was fucking walking <laughs> up until that point I was walking back and forward and back and forward but at that point I was just standing in the middle of the fucking road staring at the sky that's what I was doing and at that point she started she was like right mom will get you home and the whole way home I would say, I would, t- I was talking away and I'd go what was I saying 
I was singing Tom Jones. That's what I was doing. I was singing Tom Jones. I remember singing, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Da -na 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 -na. And then I'd go, was I just singing Tom Jones? She's like, you keep singing Tom Jones. I said, I don't know why I keep fucking doing this, man. And the closer I got to my house, I was like, I, I need to tell my mum. That's what I said. And she went, no, you fucking don't. I was like, I do, I need to tell my mum. If I tell my mum that I've done something silly and I promise to never do it again. Remember the in-betweeners? See that bit in the in-betweeners? I have never laughed so much in my fucking life at a thing, right? That bit in the in-betweeners when Will eats the fucking bit up Oxo cube when he, when he just swallows that down and then he ends up on the stage saying, someone phone me an ambulance. That's what it was like. That is exactly what fucking happened. I'd convinced myself, tell your fucking mum. Tell your mum and everything will be okay. And she was like, for the love of fuck, don't say anything. So as we went in, I'd just done my usual. I was like, hi, everybody. And then I went, up the stairs and when I went up the stairs I lay back on I was sleeping on the floor at the time I never had a bed I was sleeping on the floor so I could fit instruments and stuff in right and I, and I was lying on the floor and I remember lying on the floor no music no nothing and fucking seeing shit that, that's the only thing I can describe it as it just seeing stuff it, it was terrifying it was terrifying and then I don't know maybe about four hours later I sat up and I was like, um, I can have a conversation again. Like, that's what happened. And I, I, all I remember is a house. It's all I can remember from the whole fucking thing. From the whole ordeal, all I remember is, is visibly picturing a house of some description in a hill. That was it. That's all I fucking remember. But that, so that became a song. That became a song and I, I wrote it years later. I wrote it when I was like 18. I was going to play it. I was going to, do you know what, fuck it, I will play it, I will play it, this is a, this is a first for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to sing you a song, I'm going to sing you a song, right, fuck it, the guitar's there, I've got a plectrum there, I've also got, I've got, I'll show you that later probably, but I've got, let, let me just get this, I don't know how this will go by the way, I haven't sung a song, I haven't practised it, I haven't practised a fucking thing, right, but I, I admit, I wrote this song because of it. Let's make sure I'm in tune, the fucking, I wrote this song because of what had fucking happened, basically. This is it, you're going to need to wait and tune. This is like a gig. I used to have to do this at gigs, and then you'd be like, I'd try to talk and tune it at the same time. And folk would be like, you could tell folk would just get annoyed at you. Folk would just get angry. This, this annoys me when other people do it. There we go. Right, this so, so I wrote this song when I was in a band called Dirge, so I did, and this was what it was about. So when I was going to do this three-story, three-song thing, this was the format. I had three songs and three stories about the songs. That was the story about this, but it ties in really well with the mushroom thing, because I'd done mushrooms. Do you know what I mean? So, it's called Scared to Death, okay? And it's came too soon oh, all the cracks in the floorboards try to copy the moon as a lie here awake of all the things i've done wrong it doesn't make them mistakes but i'm here and who knows i got a one-way ticket but no hand to hold oh that's right a cold sweat i try to your way and now I'm scared to death So more talk 
less fight Oh, I can hardly move because I'm tucked in too tight And the night is cold The only comfort I find is in me being alone But I'm here, and who knows I got a one-way ticket but no hand to hold Oh, that's right Oh, cold sweat, I tried it your way And now I'm scared to death And then I fucking forgot the words. There's a bit in it that goes... And I don't deep breaths. That's it, it goes... I'm so sick of deep breaths Because the air I take in spills out the holes in my chest I'm so bored of these dreams Cause every time I wake up It's not where I fell asleep But I'm here and who knows, I got a one-way ticket, but no hand to hold. Oh, that's right, oh, cold sweat, I tried it your way. I tried it your way. That was weird looking at the camera there. That was fucking strange. I didn't like that. I should have just, I shouldn't have done that. I would never have done that. See, I, I would have never have fucking looked at anyone. I just fucking looked at the guitar or shut my eyes. That's what I did. I didn't want to fucking... I, thought, I need to pretend that there's no one there. That's the only way that this thing works. Is if I pretend there's no one there. That's why the stand-up thing probably wouldn't fucking work. So I'd catch eyes with someone and then be like, Oh, fucking hell, how you doing, mate? And then that would be it. So that was the song. That's what I wrote. I wrote that song, right? The funny thing is, uh, see the whistle, whistle bit? Obviously, I'm completely out of fucking practice. I mean, I don't know how many mistakes there. Like, I, got a, I forgot a verse and all that. But the... See the whistling thing? So I used to do that at gigs and stuff. And I remember playing in Stirling one time. And I was there was a woman at the front of the stage. And all she done the full fucking time I played was talk. That's all she done. It was just talk, 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 talk to her pal. And then I started whistling this bit in the song and she stopped and she fucking started started looking about and she was like I, I was whistling and then and she went you're a good whistler and I said thanks and when I said thanks she started looking about again as if some other fucking person had said it and I was like ah oh, fuck it man do you know what I mean what's the point of even turned up and playing these fucking things so anyway, I didn't, I didn't plan that. I, do you know what I mean? That wasn't an anchor band thing. When I was, sorry, I've got nothing prepared and I just pulled my thing, my fucking thing out, my flute out. My flute, because I can play that too. The fucking... Uh... So I wrote that song when I was 18 about that because it fucked me up and for a long time, I, I stayed off things for a while. Um, and then I got back into it heavily, but I didn't eat. I didn't eat it. And then at some point, I used to drink so much and I'd eat it and it would have no effect on me. Like, I used to like just fucking eat buds at that point, <laughs> like, that's what I would do, I remember eating, I was in Isla, playing a gig, 
and I drank so much. I'd sunk a bottle of whiskey with a guy, and then I was drinking all day, and I started eating, just eating buds. And I woke up the next day, and I, I couldn't eat my cereal. I couldn't eat cereal at the bed and breakfast. I couldn't keep the cereal on the fucking spoon, no matter how hard I tried. It just wouldn't fucking happen. So I just went hungry until I was able to use my fucking hands again. Like, that's that's what it was. But that, that, I had a really bad experience with that. Then there was another time. Um, I was playing a gig again, right? And there was a band playing. And before the band went on, I'm not going to name the band, I'm not even going to tell you where we were, right? But I was with my good lady wife at the time, and we were standing, I'd played the gig, a band went on, a couple of bands after me, and they turned up and they had a tray of Sambuca, shots of Sambuca, and they went, um, see before I go any further, listen, I don't condone any of this stuff, I really don't, I don't think it's, if I could go back, I wouldn't have done it, but then I wouldn't be who I am now, if I didn't do it, do you know what I mean? But um, the after I had that really bad experience uh, where I was terrified and it didn't help the fact that I genuinely... I was going through a lot of anxiety anyway. Anyway, do you know what I mean? I just aggravated the whole thing. I'm not saying this because I think it's cool. I'm saying this because it's the truth. That's the truth, right? And it's the reason why, with the mushrooms thing, you'll see why I'm doing it this way and not the other way, right? Because I've had too many bad experiences and I don't want this to be one. Right, the Sambuca shots were put down, and I went up and I got one for. And the guy said, "Everybody, come and take a shot." And I went up and I got one for me, and I got one for my good lady wife. And I gave one to my good lady wife, and she said, "I'm not drinking that." And I was like, "Why the fuck are you not drinking that?" And she goes, "There could be anything in that." I was like, it's "Sambuca," and she's like, "There could be anything in that." And I was like, "Ah, but it'll be fucking this Sambuca." Gadumph, gadumph, two shots of acid. <laughs> Two shots of LSD, that's what it was, it was Sambuca, and they fucking went and dripped, put acid in them all, man. And I had no fucking idea, and there's now footage of me somewhere on the internet, right, of me just dancing with a guy staring at his tie. That's what happened. Because I was steaming already, so I just kept drinking. I had no idea what was happening. So I just kept, I kept fucking, it was a paisley part and tie, and I just couldn't fucking let, let the guy, get let the guy's tie be alone. I had to be fucking involved in this tie. And then the rest of the night's pretty much a blur, apart from when we were walking home, I ran away. I just ran away. I was like, I'm not ready to go home, and I just fucking ran away, and I wandered the streets looking at stuff for lots of, like, like the whole world was coning. It was like a fisheye. That's what my whole life was like, a fisheye. So what was happening was when I was walking along the road, the, the lampposts were coning in the way. Everything was spherical. That's what it was like. Everything was growing round the way and that's but and i just wandered the streets for fucking hours and we were still staying at my good lady wife's parents house do you know what i mean and i so i just fucking disappeared and everyone was in the house and that and my good lady wife went to her bed and then i phoned her i'm outside and then i went in the house and i lay in the bed looking at the artex all night all fucking night could not sleep just sat there looking at the artex moving but i was steaming as well so the whole world was moving do you know what I mean? What is it Dean Martin said? Dean Martin said, if you can if you can lie on the ground without holding on, you're not drunk enough or something like that. I, some fuck, I murdered that. I murdered that quote. Definitely murdered that quote. But that's what it was. That was my... And I had no I fucking idea. And then the next day, I went to pick up my fee because I got paid for the gig. Uh, and I went to pick up the fee and I, I was, went to my friend's house who had nothing to do with it, by the way. It had nothing to do. It was just a band. This band had done this, right? And I went to the fucking the door and he went, oh, how you doing, son? How are you feeling the day? And it's a ah, fucking bit weird, man. 
And he's like, many shots did you have? It was like two. And he was like, full of acid. It's like, fucking, that's why I feel like this. Right, cool. And I, I was driving at the time and I get in the car and I said to my good lady wife, I was like, you need to drive home. It turns out I'm fucking, turns out I'm still tripping, right? And then that was it. That was it. And it was just a weird couple of days. But then after that, because I had a terrible fear. See, after the fifth, the thing happened when I was 15, I had a terrible fear of being spiked. Do you know what I mean? To the point where I wouldn't eat any mushrooms anymore. I, like, seriously, and I wouldn't, I, I would, like, there'd be times I wouldn't, I'd just stop drinking things, I'd stop eating things, because I, I had this terrible sense of impending doom that I was going to get spiked by someone. It was my biggest fear when it came to that stuff. And then it happened. And then it happened. And then, because it happened, it just heightened it even more. And then it, I was constantly worried about this thing happening to me again, and me not... It, and it not going the way. I think the way it went was probably the best way it could have went because I didn't know what was happening. See if someone had said, You've just took two shots of acid, I'd have been like the panic would have set in. Because I didn't know what was happening, it just fucking happened the way that it happened. So anyway, anyway, I took mushrooms. I took mushrooms. Me and my friend took mushrooms, right? I've been planning it for fucking ages. Now, let me just say this right this second, okay? I I I've microdosed before, half a gram, right? And all it done was make me tired and very aware of dust. That's all it done. I wrote it all down. I took it. I, my, my, my friend came down. My, my friend Audrey was buying a bit of art from me. And she'd came down and I'd met her and I'd said, look, I've microdosed today just so you know. And she was like, all right, what will happen? I was like, I don't think anything will happen. I just think if anything, I'll just talk a bit more straight than usual. And she's like, that'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll survive with that. And all I remember was being very aware of dust, but I also remember thinking to myself, we're really good fucking friends, aren't we? Like, because we are, like, I'd I really get, any time, she's great, Audrey, but any time I phone her, we could be on the phone for hours, and I just remember when I was sitting talking to her, going, we're fucking the best of friends, aren't we? We're fucking, we're like fantastically good chums, aren't we? Like, that's just how it felt, right? And then I went and lowered the dosage and stuff, and I fucked about with it, but the, the, moving up the stream, was worrying me because all these fucking this thing that I've convinced myself is bad. Because as I've said before, see, even smoking, I can send me to dark places very quickly. Very quickly. But, sorry, I had to take a drink of tea there. What I'm trying to say, what, but what I'm saying is, I think that my, I am more resilient in the head now. Um, and I think that doing stuff like the dip and doing stuff like what I'm doing now and the stuff that I've been writing in the last kind of three years, have I think that mental part of me? I've I've managed to, to I don't know. You'd say like it's changed. I think I've rewired that part of my brain. I, I genuinely do believe that. So now I'm like, do you know what, man? Let's fucking see where this goes. So me and my friend done it, and the one that we bought, I'd wait because I bought these right. Um, when I was buying it, they, I asked the guy for advice. I asked the guy in the shop for advice, and he, the guy in the shop said, "Do a gram." Do a gram. If it's your first time with a mate, how long you known your friend? I was like, ah, for years. We've been friends since we were wee guys. And he was like, do a gram. And just see how it goes. Because these ones, so these ones were uh, yaks, as they're called, which are a cross between Yeti and Melmac uh, mushrooms. Right, very hard to find anything about them online. There was like three posts on Reddit. Whereas if you're looking in the, the realms of golden teachers and and even Yetis and Penis Envy and Melmax and stuff. There's loads of information, but for some reason I couldn't fucking find this thing. Anything about this. But he did say that someone that he knew 
had taken the amount that they usually take and had a, and went tonto on them. But it's, it went, it was, it was really, really strong. So just start here. That's what I would say. And then see how you go for there. I was like, cool, man, I'm up for that. So that's what we've done. Right now, my, my friend's done them once before and I've microdosed, right? But we decided we'd make tea, put two grams in the pot, make a tea and we drink it. And we would just see what happens. We're going to go a walk. Now, my good lady wife does uh, sound baths, right? Now, if you've never experienced a sound bath, I've done three sound baths now. Three sound baths I think I've done now. Uh, I've done one sober, one stoned, and one while coming up in mushrooms, right? Every single sound bath that I have ever done of the three has been uncomfortable at the start, even when I was sober. It's been an uncomfortable feeling at the start. And what the sound bath does is it's like crystal balls that put out frequencies. And you can feel it in your body. I suppose it's the same way if you go to a gig and you love the feeling of the bass in your chest. It's that sort of feeling. Um, and it's a bit Pink Floydy at bits because my good lady wife has like chimes and different stuff. So there was a, a bit where it did feel like, I got a bike, you can ride it if you like. It felt a bit fucking Sid Barrett at, at a point. Um, I've got a room full of musical tunes, some ching, some time. So, ah, fuck, I can't remember how it goes. But that's how that's how it felt, right? And... um. When I was when when it was happening, I could it felt uncomfortable at the start, and then when the chimes happened, then you kind of you get lost. Even when you're sober, you get lost in the frequencies and you see colours and stuff. It's fucking great. So we my good lady wife had said after you've had your tea, why don't I'll do a sound bath for you and your for you and your pal? And I was like, cool man, like you two as well. Right, let's do that. So we done that, and when I stood up, uh, my whole body felt weird. My whole body felt weird, and I was getting mad feelings in my arms. And I walked over to the window and I looked out at my decking, right? And when I looked at my decking, it was growing. All the decking was moving. And I turned around and was like, "That holy fuck, that decking's moving. Can you see that? Because I'd said to my mate, I was like, is, is this, are you getting this? And he's like, I don't know what's happening yet. I was like, right, cool. So I was out the back door fucking looking at stuff. Now, from that point on, that was a gram. That was a gram. And I'm glad we done a grab. About halfway through, we turned around and I said, with two of you said, we could have done more. We could have done two. I probably could have done three, right? But for the one, just to set myself into it, just because I know there's a bit in me, there's a switch, and if I don't have control of the switch, I can go fucking bad. Whereas if I know, right, it's a gram. It's a gram, and I'm with one of my best friends. We'll be cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could keep telling myself that. It's a fucking gram. And then... All I fucking, I mean, there was two things that happened that I was like, this is different. Was one of the ones was, as we went on the walk, there was a wee old guy walking down the road, right? And when the wee old guy was walking down the road, he had a dog. And as he's walking down the road, I'm dressed the way I'm fucking dressed now. Like a bright pink hat, fucking fluorescent yellow fucking jacket, right? And my pal was like, I'm too warm, I need to eat. I've, I've totally overdressed for today. So he started taking his clothes off, started taking his, like, his, his layers off and putting them in his bag. And the wee guy was walking down the road and he kept saying, like my pal was going, um, that wee guy, that old guy will think we're up to something. He'll think we're fucking, there's something up with us. So I just fucking walked up to him. I was like, how you doing, mate? And I just started talking to this guy. And the two of us started talking about uh, fucking uh, farms. That's what we started talking about. And then the next thing I know, I totally 
I totally just remembered what was happening. And I was like, fuck, I need to leave this conversation, mate, because I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if this is where I am. I don't know if I'm going to continue to go or if this is me at the top. I don't know if the escalator has reached the top or if I'm fucking just about to fall off. I've not got a fucking clue. So I need to go. See you later, mate. And all I remember is walking up the road and at one point turned around to my mate and going, this is tremendous. Why doesn't everybody do this? Why doesn't? Why is the whole world not waking up and starting their morning like this? What the fuck? Why is? Why do people go to work? What the fuck is the point of even going to work? I wouldn't go to work unless I was like this. This is how. This is why is everybody? That's all I kept saying. Was like this is fucking brilliant. Everything's fucking tremendous. And then the visuals kind of stopped. Colours were really bright and stuff, but the visuals kind of stopped. And but the, the, that overwhelming feeling of everything's fucking tremendous. What a, what, a, what a glorious time to be alive. Hasn't left me. It hasn't left me. That was Friday. We're now on Monday. That feeling of just fucking, everything's great, man. Like, why the fuck you, don't fucking worry about anything. Everything's fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that that's how it felt, right? And I, I, So, after it happened, and we'd had the discussion saying, ah, we could have done more. I was like, no, I'm happy that we'd, we'd done it like this. Because now I feel like I understand it more. And now that I understand it more, I feel like I'm ready to go and do more and experiment more with this thing. Um, so that's what I've done. I, it was tremendous. Like, it really, it really, really was. And uh, a big thing that I think is, and it might be a West Coast of Scotland thing. It might be a West Coast of Scotland thing. And maybe it's just a, it's just a hang up from when I was younger. It was always doing the most. It was always doing the most than everyone else. Do you know what I mean? If someone turned up with a, a, a 70 a Jack Daniels, you'd turn up with a litre. Do, do you know what I mean? And then, like, if someone's doing someone's doing a bucket, you do too. Like, it's that kind of... That feeling that you've got to take more. More and more and more means you're more of a, a man, I suppose. That's the manly man. Kind of... That's, but it's stupid. It's ludicrous. It's a ludicrous way to think. But, honestly... um. I thought it was tremendous. That's the only word I can use to describe it. And it wasn't a... a, a and I'd put it off for so long because I've only recently got over the scary stuff in my head that happens when I smoke. Do you know what I mean? And it's took a long time. It's took a long time to get past that thing. Uh, so it has. But, it, but I, I would say... Because I gave, I think I've spoke about this before. I gave up for years. I gave up for ten years. I just kind of stopped smoking, uh, and part of it was that um, my good lady wife didn't. She doesn't like it, right? And at the time, I didn't really like it, and I only really done it out of habit, probably than anything else. And then we went to my mate's house, and everyone was rolling joints, and the place was stinking of smoking. As we left, my good lady wife was like. Uh, I'm next time we go, we're going somewhere. I'm and if, if there's going to be people smoking, I I might just not go. I was like, all right, and I was like, what's up? And she goes, oh, it's not, not. She says it's nothing. It was nothing to do with my friends, because the guy's house we were at was the guy that was at my house doing sound bath. It was nothing to do with the people. She says it just, I just don't like it. I just don't like the smell. It just makes me feel fucking horrible. It's like, but then there's a lot of, it was all joints and stuff, and I don't know, man. And and at that point, I was like, ah. I, I think I, I like you more than I like that. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, so it wasn't a, like I'm giving this up for you. I just was like, I don't... I can understand why. But then I kept drinking. 
I kept drinking and the drink makes me, it doesn't make me a good person. The amount that I drink, because I'm greedy with the drink. I'm greedy with the drink because I know exactly the outcome. I know exactly the outcome because I've experimented with alcohol for fucking years. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's fine to do so because if you turn up steaming, no one cares. It's not that no one cares. Just like, oh, well, that's cool. Where did you get it? Asda. Do you know what I mean? It's like that kind of fucking thing. Anyway, that's what we've done. And I will be doing it again for definite. But I've decided in my head that it's going to be, I'm going to keep doing the gram. I'm going to keep doing the gram and then and work my way up to these things because there's no rush. There's no, there's no fucking reason to go and launch yourself. Anytime I've ever heard of anyone having bad experience in psychedelics, it's because they've took five grams at Glastonbury. That's that's the reason. That's why it happens. It's because of that sort of stuff. So I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it like that. I'm just going to keep riding the wave and just see how it goes. Um, and to be honest, like when I get back into later, much later on, when I get back into smoking, um. That changed my life. So it did. It, it, it totally changed my life because I stopped being so down on everything. I stopped being so negative on everything. It made everything just a bit more. It made me. It helped. You, it helped me cut through the bullshit and see what it is for what it actually is. And I feel like with the mushrooms, it feels like that time. That one time that I've done it. That's why. That's 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 how important I think this is. The one time, the one time on the one gram, has made me go. I th- a lot of the things that you think are true. And you should just continue on the path that you're on. I, I, and and I get that overwhelming feeling of everything's great, like everything's fantastic. But I could imagine five years ago, it would have showed me some truths that I probably wouldn't have been ready to see. That's probably where it would have went. Do you know what I mean? Whereas right now, I think I'm in a really good place. I'm in the best place I've ever been. And I say that, I don't say that as a, in a braggy sort of way. I'm in the best place I've ever been, and where the place where I am isn't, I'm not a fucking millionaire, it's nothing to do with money, it's fucking nothing to do with money, um, but I get, I get, I now get to get up every day and do shit that I want to do, and that's been, that is the dream, the dream is that, the dream's freedom, the dream isn't fucking Ferrari, fuck a Ferrari, fuck a Ferrari, you can't drive a Ferrari on mushrooms. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You could, <laughs> you probably could, but it's not a fucking. I'm not going to do it. I, 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 nothing. That bit doesn't interest me. And all I got from this was fucking hell, man. Um, this is this is this is tremendous. That's all I got. That's the feeling I got. I, it's hard to describe. This is tremendous. Um, and I'm going to keep experimenting with it until until I don't feel the need to anymore. I think I think that's it. That's it. That's all I've got to say. But I knew this would be episode 42 because the Hitchhiker's Guide says that they mean their life is 42. That's it. And the Hitchhiker's Guide did a fucking a massive... It's up there. It had a massive, massive effect on me. The whole thing. Do you know what I mean? But, um... Right, cool. I think I'm just going to leave this here. I think... Uh, I can't believe I sung a song. If I'm honest. I can't believe I sung a song. Um, out of fucking practice. My hands are fucking freezing. I'm making excuses for it not being very good. I wasn't doing it to show off how good I am at playing. Um, I was doing it because that's done. That, that's where it would go. I wrote that song about that. All the air I take in spills out the holes in my chest. That's where that came from. That was the first lyric to the song uh, that I'd written, and it just kind of all came out from there. 
And I was fucking 18. Just a guy. Just a wee guy. 18. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Right, anyway. I'm 37 tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Wednesday. 37. 37. Which now I still think is fuck all. Like, I used to go... I used to think, fucking hell, man. You'd be pure old soon. And, and I'm like, it's, it's fuck all. It's absolutely fuck all. Paul McCartney and Ringo put out a song the other day with the rest of the Beatles. Two of them are dead. Ringo's 80, playing the drums. Ringo's 80 years old, banging those fucking drums. There's ladders to fall off, know what I mean? Right, anyway, thank you very much for your time. Because it is the most important thing that you have. That's what the mushroom told me, right? And I'll catch you next time on Confessions of a Walrus Chaser.